What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Alright, so, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we can just start, uh, this is the start of the podcast, so how's it going everyone, we're back. Once again, can't kill behind the gorilla. No, Two weeks ago can't. Mark was on vacation, and I thought, you know, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to record at the beach, <laughs> and I don't really mind taking a week <laughs> off, so I didn't say anything. The next week I was on vacation, I was visiting my friend, and I was like, you know what's not going to happen, is I'm not going to spend two hours recording a wrestling podcast, uh, at LaGuardia. That's that's what's not going to happen. So we took two weeks off. Yeah. But then we're, ba- we're, we're back. We kicked out at two. That makes it sound like if we ever miss three weeks, we're done. Which we I don't, have I don't multiple think that's times true. and we still yeah, haven't multiple been done. Times. Yeah. So that's all right. We kicked out at two. We're back. We're here to talk about some wrestling. Mark, I, I really like where the wrestling is right now. I don't know if you've been following it as much, but there's I, a lot I'm excited about. Yeah. And... For the first time in like eight months, we can do a recurring segment on our patron, St. David Arquette. So I'm yes, very excited can. about that. Yes, we can. That's going to be fun. I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, um, I've obviously I watch AEW every week and um, but I don't follow really anything else. Um, I, although the other night I was hanging out with a couple of my buddies and they're huge wrestling fans. Um, so I'll some when there's like pay-per-views and stuff. Uh, I, I go watch with them, mm-hmm. but, um, they kind of watch, they watch more than I do and they still keep up with WWE at least a little bit. They don't watch it nearly mm-hmm. as much as they used to, but they still kind of keep up. And have you seen, and I know you're, you're, you're a WWE nerd still. And so, um, have you seen this Baron Corbin, this Baron yes, Corbin thing. It's is, fantastic. They were showing me all the clips from it great. yesterday, and it's actually really good. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. So good, dude. I'm genuinely, I'm so happy you brought that up because I was going to come into the show with, I had two points, right? Besides AEW, which we both follow. I was like, listen, I know I haven't been like as on top of WWE this summer, but I, I have been following it. I watched Money in the Bank. I'm excited for two things. One of them is this Baron Corbin gimmick because it's genuinely great. And I I don't know how they're doing it. He must have some creative input, but it's just, it's great. So if for some reason you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about, Baron Corbin is just the saddest, biggest loser on the planet every week on television. And every week he like comes out with a new sob story about how poor he is and how bad his life is. And then somebody beats him up and it just keeps happening. And it's it's great. It's some of the best stuff in wrestling right now. Just consistently. The backstage interview with uh, (laughs) what's her name, whatever her name is, who does the interviews. I don't know. They fired all the people I know. (laughs) But uh, her name's like, is it Kayla? Kyla, I don't know. Whatever. Kayla Braxton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's who it was. Yeah, that's who it was. Okay. That was one of the funniest segments I've seen in a long time. That was so funny. 
like just just delving right in like he is just dove head first into this gimmick and is just putting his all into it and it is so funny yeah. the way he delivers everything it, it's it's great it's it's truly entertaining well, what it's, I the, love it's about the first it time too. i've like, ever watched... been entertained by baron corbin in any way shape or form ever right and it's it's kind of great because you're watching it and you're like okay i see why like Everyone at the company backstage clearly loves him, which is why he stays on TV, because he's clearly just like a really solid hand and has a good attitude. And I think some of this has got to be him, like just kind of yeah. giving his own interpretation on the performance. But like I real, I tune back in. So the first smackdown in front of people, I was like, well, I can't miss this. Like, this is going to be great. And it was it was a really fun show. And that was the first time I got to see him do this, like in front of a live crowd. And he's like. The only reason this works is because they know we all hate Baron Corbin. Mm -hmm. So you feel bad for him, but it's still funny. Like if he were a baby face, this wouldn't work at all. This would be weird. Mm -hmm. But it's because we all hate him and we're all annoyed with him yep. that it's so entertaining. So he comes out in front of a live crowd and he's talking about how hard it is um, because he, he doesn't have that much money anymore. So they had to fire the housekeeper. And mm -hmm. you guys just have no idea how hard it is <laughs> to try to keep a clean house when you don't have your housekeeper anymore. Like that's <laughs> like he can't get sympathy, like genuine sympathy, because he still can't stop being a heel. Yep. But it's like it's the complete opposite of like a cocky heel. He's just really sad. And it's so funny. Yeah, it, it really is. I was I was very happy with with seeing some of that. So that was. <laughs> That was good. Um, but yeah, that's that's about the only thing I know wrestling-wise except for uh, AEW, everything AEW is doing. Okay, well, let me just plug. So the other one I'm not going to talk about as much. Uh, Roman Reigns versus John Cena is happening. It's happening at oh, SummerSlam yeah. Yeah. at the end of this month. Mm -hmm. It's going to be awesome. The, the, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, I watched because I was excited to see everybody in front of a live crowd again. And like, oh, Money in the Bank, that's always fun. The show was was pretty mediocre. There were one or two things that I was really into, and the rest I just did not care about, including the main event, which glitched out because Peacock is a garbage streaming service and literally <laughs> would not play like the two matches I wanted to see. <laughs> so you know, we got like Charlotte versus who at Rhea Ripley in crystal clear definition. Got to watch Charlotte win the title again. No problem. But then as soon as the men's ladder match starts, it just freaks out. But then John Cena came back and it was genuinely like nuclear pop. Really, really huge moment. The two of them at SummerSlam done right. Like the way they should have always been treated. They're treating Roman Reigns great. John Cena can play the Superman character and it c clashes with Roman Reigns really well. It's going to be great. Super excited for that. Nothing else to say. Really? I don't think anything else oh yeah when they opened um this is the last thing i'll say we can go to AEW. the first show in front of live people in something like 70 weeks not counting wrestlemania that was kind of a one-off but the first smackdown in front of a live crowd in over a calendar year mm -hmm. opened with vince mcmahon obviously the same way wrestlemania did walks yeah. up on stage looks around and says where the hell have you been and then turns around and goes back into the tunnel and i was like ah you're I know we all hate you, but that's why we love you, too. That was great. That was such a nice touch. And I was like, ah, we're back. And then, you know, three weeks later, they fired Br Bray Wyatt. I'm like, Vince, you idiot. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was frustrating. Uh, yeah, you know, 
some things never change. <laughs> but yep. Yep. maybe just, he'll, just when you maybe think he'll come to AEW and mm, but maybe maybe he can come to AEW and Mark, do you know who else might come to AEW? Uh, then, Daniel Bryan. I don't. Well, yeah, Brian Danielson, but I don't. I don't know if you noticed this because it was it was real subtle. You might not have noticed it, but there were a whole bunch of hints and allusions to another wrestler on Dynamite this week. Again, real subtle. I, I don't. I don't know, know what you're it. talking about, Harris. It's fine. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> How do you want to do this? Do you want to just talk about this week? Do you want to talk about the? Two weeks we missed. I don't even remember what happened two weeks ago. Nah, I don't care. We're just talking about. We're just talking about this week. I don't want to go that far. Okay. I don't remember. I can only remember one week at a time. It was the first labor of Jericho. That's the only thing I know happened two weeks ago, which he won. Yeah, he, he, we'll Sean Spears week. in a match where Spears could use use a chair and Jericho couldn't. That was the. That's right. That was the first stipulation. Um. But uh, yeah, so we can uh, we can just start about. I guess what are your thoughts on the direction of AEW at the moment, just kind of as a whole? Well, I am I am thrilled with the direction of AEW. Frankly, I'm uh, I like a lot of what they're doing. I like oh, you know, like things like Cody kind of being at the end of his rope and really, really playing up what a white meat baby face he is. Even though I think he knows that a lot of people are going to be rooting for Malachi Black in this feud. I think that's going to be fun. Like they literally have, you know, Cody in an all white suit and Malachi Black in an all black suit. And I feel like Cody is like one or two feuds away from really snapping. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what happens to him. I'm pretty entertained by that. I think Malachi Black might kill him and he'll go on paternity leave for a while. That kind of tracks. Um, Love that. Um, Let me... I'll come back to the other thing. Thunder Rose is there full time. R.I.P. N.W.A. But that's great. She belongs there. She's super over. She's going to feud with Britt Baker and take the title from her someday. It's going to be great. Um, really excited about that. So women's division's good. What's going on? Who who has attacked us at the Young Bucks? I don't really care about them. That's fine. Um, yeah, I skip most of their we stuff. Still don't care about the Young it's Bucks. Trash. <laughs> Sorry, we still don't care. Um, I, I I think we should I just really, keep. Really, I, I think I think we should just one hundred percent just go right into it, just like we did with David Arquette, but just as anti Young Bucks podcast. Mm. Like I I think I think there's a market for that because right now you know obviously it's just kind of Jim Cornette and and there's too many other things going on with with him. I, I think there's a market. <laughs> I think there's a market for a a genuine uh, Young Bucks hate podcast. I could see that. What is the opposite of a patron saint? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, we got to come up with a good name. Um, I don't know. Okay, we'll figure something out. I don't know. I yeah, we'll have to figure it out. But if you have any ideas, okay, well, let us know because yeah, we need something. Uh, yeah, we'll we uh, that. we'll figure it out. I mean, I don't know. That'll be our new recurring segment. Here's all the stuff the Young Bucks did this week that sucked. <laughs> Call it the Young Sucks. It's really good. We're not. We're not reaching for content here at all. <laughs> nope. Anyway, I don't really care about what they've got going on. Okay, the Jericho thing. Let me come back to that. I really – I like this feud. I like the I like the concept that he has to run this gauntlet to get his hands on MJF again. I love that it's, it's giving us an opportunity to just like wallow in MJF being the worst. 
mm-hmm. and sort of appreciate Chris Jericho and like harken back to his history in a lot of ways, which is really, really fun. And there's a lot of different stuff he, that, you know, it's hard to do episodic stuff in wrestling where it's literally like tune in next week to see what happens next very explicitly. But I love this. I love that each week he's got a new thing he's got to do and you've got to tune in to see if he can do it and then see what's going to be next. I love that. Like it's really simple, but they're Mm. doing it really well. And it's also like just pretentious enough to really work. Like I love that he was like, no, I know my Greek mythology. This will be like the seven labors of Hercules, like that kind of dorky stuff. Love it. Super into that. This is exactly what I was hoping they would do when I said I think – I think the inner circle is going to win that stadium stampede and string this out all summer. I'm really happy with that. The main event. Well, you know, Kenny Omega, he's annoying. The hangman page stuff. We can talk about it if you want to go. We, you know, kind of beat by beat on this episode. The hangman page dark order video package and entrance this week was genuinely one of the like best things i've ever seen in wrestling it was so good mark yeah i loved it, was. it. i loved it all was. the callbacks in it i love the music i love the way they're framing the story i love everything they've done with hangman and how like they didn't mean for all of this to happen because they didn't know you know like Brody lee was going to pass away or anything and these two yeah. like hangman page and the dark order would like grow into one another like they both needed one another and they were like and they're able to like weave that into the story in a way that really makes a lot of sense. And they're there for him and they support him. Mm-hmm. And I loved when they came out and challenged for this elimination match. And I'm here's the thing. Don't really know what they're doing with the booking. I really, really thought this was going to be one of those things where like hangman got eliminated and then his friends had to carry the load for him and earn him a title shot. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure what they're doing. I was disappointed to see them lose. That kind of took a lot of the interest out of the rest of the show for me. Um, But I'm willing to trust them because they've made it this far and they've done a very good job. And if they want to, you know, like dig him a little bit deeper before he climbs out of it and challenges for the belt, I'm fine with that. And that's mostly because um, this was one of those really subtle hints. I don't know if you picked up on it, but, uh, you know, Darby Allen had a promo this week. Mm hmm. And he mentioned that, um, you know, they're, they're having a new show called Rampage and it's going to be the first episode of it uh, is going to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And CM Punk's going to come back and he's going to feud with Darby Allen and it's going to be the greatest thing CM that Punk, I've ever seen. Mark. CM Punk's I'm not coming so back. Excited. CM Punk's not going to be there. It's a big swerve. OK. Counterpoint. Either one, one of two things is going to happen. Okay, so I'm just like they were they were so heavily teasing it the entire episode, right? Like Darby Allen has that line about, you know, oh, you got to prove it in AEW, even if you think you're the best in the world. And then they like held on it Uh and let the crowd go nuts. They're like, yeah, we know what we said. Yeah, we know what we said. We got Uh him. He's coming. Uh They're calling the show in Chicago the first dance which is obviously an allusion to Michael Jordan's The Last Dance and CM Punk coming back to wrestling. So here's the thing, Mark. One of two things is going to happen. Either Cult of Personality is going to hit and he's going to walk out and everyone's going to lose their minds and I'm going to see him do something in wrestling live for the first time in my entire life. Or they, they won't and they didn't sign him and the entire wrestling world will turn on this company overnight 
and those fans in Chicago will tear the building down to its foundations. I'm and just either saying way, if, that is if, going to be one of the most entertaining hours of television in my life. Uh, you have to you you have to shut the company down if you don't have them at uh-uh. this point. No, no, no. Let, hear such, me out. Hear me out. Okay. Tony okay. Khan. Tony Khan is such a big <laughs> wrestling fan that he's finally caved and has to make himself an actual character. So he's going to pull a Vince McMahon and then turn into the most hated person in all of wrestling when he comes out instead of CM Punk to cult of personality. And boom, Vince McMahon, who like Vince McMahon, Stone Cold, who Vince McMahon, Bret Hart, who Uh -uh. Tony Khan will submit himself as the most hated man in the history of wrestling with one thing. That's what's going to happen. And Harris will have a conniption. He'll be even more mad than when Naomi threw out Bailey, and it will be a whole nother level. That won't, that's not true. That won't be true. Yes, it is. You say that. You think CM Punk's going to be there and then not? No, you'll be more mad. Uh, maybe. I don't no, know. You will. Well, that, I, that's the thing. The only way they can possibly not have him, like, you better have him under contract right now. The only thing you can do if you don't have him is you have to make it kayfabe heat on somebody, and the only person it works for is Tony Khan. I know. Because that's it what I'm isn't saying. just that, like, that's, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think TK is that charismatic, and I think he knows that. I think it he's don't matter. He won't have to yeah, be. Like, other, other wrestling publications I follow have talked about this. They're like, yeah, look, Tony Khan has overpromised and underdelivered like a handful of right. times he does it all the in time. the history of this company. They're like, if you don't have him under contract and like under lock and key to be in the building on that date, you're you, like, you, you, you deserve to go out of business. Like you're an idiot. You're they're They're teeing themselves up for something massive that night. And I still, I think it's going to be CM Punk, but if it's not, that's going to be such a wild hour of television either way that I cannot wait to see what happens. And by the way, this is the main reason that I'm not that freaked out about Hangman Page losing because the instinct is to panic and say, oh, they're going to have CM Punk fight for the title instead or have Daniel Bryan come and fight for the title instead. Teeing him up right off the bat and teasing a feud with Darby Allen makes me feel a lot better about that. Again, I'm assuming he's actually coming back. You're not. That's fine. But this is what he he said on and off the record in the past is that like he doesn't just want them to call him up and offer him $10 million. He wants to tell a good story. He wants to do something different, and he wants to wrestle people he hasn't actually wrestled before. You know, he doesn't want to play the hits he wants to do something new mm-hmm. and the darby allen thing makes a whole lot of sense if he looked around and was like all right i like this kid we can do something with this let's go and really elevate him i i he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who'd be like yeah let me come back and challenge for the title in week one now maybe i'm wrong maybe he'll do the that o- the only thing that doesn't but, make any sense whatsoever with this is well baby face baby face is just does not work 99% of the time and it's always weird mm-hmm. and the crowd's confused and y- the, you literally have the most over person in your company then going against now the new most over person com- in your company. <laughs> I just don't, that just seems like a very weird dynamic. Like something's going to have to give and I'm not really sure how they would do it. Cody's great at it because he can pepper yeah. in little heel things without, you know, j- just to help maybe, 
So like him and Darby and some of that stuff, like he, his, he can do it. He's just good enough, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and normally punk could definitely do it too. But as far as coming back, you know, that's not going to work. So I don't. I'm not going to. Right. Unless Punk I'm not just goes full he does in. Anyone else. Unless Punk just like tries to just be a full fledged heel right from the start and just re- does something like just to go over the top. Just however, which I just don't see happening because that just seems like a waste of effort because it wouldn't work anyway. Yeah, like even when Jericho has made his comebacks. do. Even when Jericho yeah. has made his comebacks, it, you know, he gives it a couple months before he then turns heel and does the heel thing. So it's like, exactly. I, that's the only thing. I'm just not sure how it would be structured. A feud would be structured because yeah. you can, I mean, you can do baby face feuds. It's just, it's just difficult. And I don't think AEW has done a good job when they have done them. So mm. that's just, that would be very, very interesting. I'm very intrigued. Again, look, I, I hope, I hope all that is true and I hope that happens, but it, uh, <laughs> You know, and I'm just super intrigued with how what would happen in that feud, like how they would structure it. That that's the thing I think I'm, I'd be the most looking forward to. Just curious, see how yeah. they do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's because that's the thing. Like, I don't doubt Darby Allen could like play a good heel in the way he like talks and cuts promos and stuff. No, but he, he can't just, do it. He's so tiny. Yeah, you're he never can't gonna do it. like. I mean, I mean, maybe, right. but I don't. Well, and it's like Rey Mysterio. He's never been a heel. You can't. Exactly. It just, you can't. Exactly. Like, if he were fighting a guy who was also his size. Yeah. was just like well, normal. Maybe. Then maybe. But, like, no. It's not. And with here's, what I'm having fun imagining right now is trying to think of something that CM Punk could do to get the crowd to boo him. I, I just don't think it's possible. Like, it, No, it's possible. It's could, just not possible immediately, I don't think. That, oh, that's right. the one no, thing. that's what I mean. I'm talking about like between hypothetically when he redebuts on August 20th mm-hmm. and whoever like his match that I'm assuming he's going to have it all out with Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could like was it Snitsky who kicked the baby like he could yeah. punch <laughs> Cody Rhodes's kayfabe baby <laughs> into the crowd and people would lose their minds. They'd be like, I always hated Cody. That's great. Yep. Yeah. The kid yeah. sucks. Like yeah. that's I, I mean, here's what he could. This is the only thing I can think of that he that people genuinely might might bite on. Um, it, Mick Foley talks about doing this in his autobiography. When he went back to ECW after his time in WCW, he looked around and he's like, all right, here's the thing. I need these people to boo me. I can't go out there and be like the hardest guy in the ring. Mm-hmm. I can't go out there and be mean and hit people with weapons when I'm not supposed to because this is ECW. People love that. The only thing I can do to get them to hate me is be a wuss mm-hmm. and just really, really wish that I was back in WCW mm-hmm. yeah. and like is constantly begging for Eric Bischoff to forgive him and rehire him. So if CM Punk came out and was like, Vince McMahon is the greatest person I've ever met. And all I want is to go back and work on main event as a WWE employee. Like maybe that would, that, no, maybe that would make no. Cause it'd be, it'd be too stupid. <laughs> It'd be too stupid and no one would buy it. So that's what I'm saying. It's too unbelievable. But that's the only thing I can think of him actually doing is just taking all this mystique that he's worked up over the last seven plus years and just being like, no, no, I was wrong about that. Colt Cabana. That's not friends anymore. And I'm sorry. (laughs) I was like, that's no, no, that's the one thing I was like, that might 
that might work. Maybe uh, maybe you bring Colt Cabana in there, and that might be able to do. That might maybe, but he even comes still, out, probably he just no. trashes everybody in the companies. Like Jungle yep. Boy sucks. Yep. Uh, Dark Order sucks. That was stupid. Uh, he could go out there Kenny and say Omega something really great. bad about Brody Lee dying. That might help. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just hey, okay. Yeah. Hey. No. You know what? That would. That might. You know, we open this can of worms. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. That would do it. Okay. See, we found our answer. That would get CM Punk some heat. <laughs> but it still probably wouldn't work. I, uh, that's the sad oh, part. It word. still probably wouldn't work. It wouldn't work in Chicago on night no, one. No, that, no, but... no, no, definitely not. Okay, oh. so how do you think? Like, here's what I'm thinking, and then we can talk about some of the actual episode of Dynamite if you want. But this might just be the CM Punk podcast. This that's week. fine. If I'm them, and this is all, again, assuming they actually have him and he's actually under contract and this isn't just them messing around with us, the the swerve it might legitimately be, if it's not Tony Khan, is Daniel Bryan. That's the only thing they could do that people would not destroy, and even then people would yeah. be rowdy about it. But if it was like a heel Bryan Danielson coming out and being like, I'm sorry, I thought you guys wanted the best wrestler okay, in the hang world. Okay, hang, right? hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Like something like hang that. Hang on. Look, look, just just think about this. This is like the funniest thing ever. I I hope it is Brian Danielson. Cause imagine it. What, what that would? Okay, sorry. I'm trying to figure out how to form this thought because I got so excited about it. Um, Brian Danielson comes out instead of CM Punk. We we've come full circle because now Daniel Bryan is the Rey Mysterio coming out thirty in the Royal Rumble. And it would be the greatest thing ever. And then, and then he comes out, everyone's booing. He's like, "Oh, so that's what it feels like." Like it would be so funny. It that, that would be. Funny. It would be. That would be amazing. It's teed up. Like guys, it's there. You have it teed up perfectly. Oh, it would be so. It would be so good. So good. Well, so here's what I'm because. So yeah, one that would be great. Assuming they actually have him, and assuming he is in some form of capacity going to debut at this first episode of rampage i think it's august 20th friday 10 p.m I, I will be sitting right here watching it on television i like how harris said i think it's this time harris 100 knows yeah yeah so <laughs> here's the thing if i'm them i feel like you just open the show with him coming out and like get right to it because whoever opens that show nobody cares it doesn't matter what it is like, oh, hey, we've got a great like it's it's Jurassic Express versus it doesn't matter like at all. People will not respond to anything in any constructive like wrestling crowd way until they see him or figure out what's happening. You know what I mean? I Until they, unless them, they see him. Yeah. Nice. Well done. Hey, that's why they call him that. So <laughs> I, like I, if, if I'm booking the show. And I have him. I'm literally like, it's Friday night. You know what that means. Pyro, pyro, pyro. Hold for like 15 seconds and just let it cook a little bit. And then play Colts of Personality and he comes out. I mean, that's like that's like a 20-minute segment, first of all. Because you could just, it'll be like the money in the bank entrance. Like you can just let it go for as long as you need it to. Mm-hmm. But then like, and, and then the first episode is about like, okay, he's here he's feuding with Darby Allen. Like what's up? Like segment at the beginning segment at the end. And then you can do other stuff on the show at some point, but you can't pretend 
that anyone in that building is interested in anything else that's happening that night. Yeah. Other that, than yeah. the CM Punk thing. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't, I, I think if you save it, if you say like, Oh yeah, we've got this match and then we've got this promo and then this match and for the main event, like I don't think you can do that <laughs> because mm. they're just going to steal the entire show. I still I think, think you got to make no, it but, the but CM Punk to, show. No, because you have to think about it. They can't do that. Because the whole point is this is the debut episode of this show. They're not going to do that yeah. right at the beginning for then half the people that turned in just for that to then turn it off. Like, you got to wait till the very well, end I, so you, you get people what, watching the entire show. I was going to say, presumably, whatever you're setting up in the first segment would, like, lead to the rest of the episode. It's not like he's done after that. Like, there is some storyline. But I don't even know what the show's going to be. Man. Yeah, I me don't neither. Anything I don't about it. Yeah, me neither. Other than it's at friday nights at 10 p.m so this is about the only way they could get me to tune in frankly i mean <laughs> yeah i don't know that's a really bad I, time I, I, so. I mean yeah, so you yeah, know i just I, get I mean the alternative is you know you ha- you do that it's cult of personality and then mjf comes out you know like you can do that mm-hmm. but yeah i just you've just cemented that moment then because people are now going to derail the entire show until they get what they came for like that's just what's going to happen so you might as well get it out like you know get it out there right away that's what i say again i'm curious to see what they actually do maybe it's tony khan maybe it's daniel bryan there's a lot of people it could be that would be very funny just for drawing heat that's the thing that's what makes this so exciting Mm -hmm. if it was if it was freaking paul white came out and he's just like what's up guys i missed you (laughs) like people would lose their mind uh the only person I'd rather it be than CM Punk is Bo Dallas. <laughs> it comes out. I would All you have to do mind. is Bo leave. Oh, it would be the greatest thing ever. And he's just so it smiling, so happy. Great. Everyone is throwing stuff at him. Oh, it would be amazing. Yeah. It would be great. Oh, here's the other thing he could do to get booed. CM Punk managed by Vicky Guerrero. There we go. I found the other one. I mean, he, I... It would get me to boo. I don't know if it would get anyone else to boo. But I think they're smart yeah. enough for that because they've already pretty much ditched the whole thing with Andrade and uh, Vicky Guerrero, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy about. It's like, thank you. Thank you for not ruining this person I really like. Thank you. I don't know whose idea that was, but I really hope they got fired. I think Andrade actually wanted to work with her. I think All right. Well, then he deserves idea. to get fired. <laughs> Uh, you want to talk about some other stuff that happened on this show? That was kind sure. of the – that was my big takeaway. But, all right, so we already talked about oh, the here's your young match. Well, okay, entrances, incredible. Don't yeah. love what ended up happening with the booking, but I trust this company. Young sucks. Young sucks. Yep. This is our new segment, Young yep. Sucks. Missed the dunk. Commentary <laughs> pretended like they didn't miss the dunk until the entire crowd was like, you missed. We all saw it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. That was awesome. And I love th- their entrance was inspired because it was terrible. Like yeah. you had the the hangman one that was genuinely good, genuinely so good and so cool. And then they're like, all right, look, we have the corporate synergy, like really cheesy over the top. These guys think they're cool and they're yep. the absolute worst. All of that. It was pitch perfect. And then they yeah, were literally was really like, long. yeah. And then they were like, yeah, no, I mean, we literally did this because this movie's out and they're sponsoring us corporate yep. synergy. You're like, yeah, perfect. <laughs> but you give it to the heels. Cause yeah, of course that was, Oh, it was great. Yeah. That I was, loved that it. Was I well loved done. all the Jordan references. 
because they were in Charlotte. I loved how like it was terrible, but that's exactly what you want from them. I love that Kenny Omega has like morphed into this weird like he looks like a combination of like Triple H, Jake the Snake Roberts and like Magnum T.A. Like all in one. It's very weird. (laughs) Depending on which pose and which picture you see him in, you're like, oh, I thought that was Jake the Snake. Oh, I thought that was Triple H. It's just he's got a weird thing going and I kind of love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's fully like he's found his his sweet spot as the annoying heel who, you Mm -hmm. know, is a very good wrestler, but you still really hate like which is which is so perfect because it's the wrestler who's the best, but are still cheating and doing all this other stuff. It's perfect. I mean, it's the Ric Flair, you know, I mean, it's it's all of the best. All of the best heel champions have pretty much played a version of that character. Like like the best the best ones yeah. have pretty much adopted some form of that character and it's it it cuz it's cuz mm-hmm. it works. It's interesting because like when it's Ric Flair doing it or like the traditional model of doing this it's like yeah, I'm handsome, I wear expensive suits, I got these, you know, the alligator shoes, whatever, I make a lot of money, limousine ride and all that kind of stuff. And Kenny Omega's thing is that he's just such a dweeb. He's trying and like to a do all really that. irritating. Exactly, exactly. But it's 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 landing sour in yeah. a way that's very different than other heels have done it in the past. It's mm-hmm. this very try hard thing. Yes, but it works really, really well. Yep. And yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of it. I mean, it's the worst, but the the young I bucks are doing the same and thing, and it not. is not working with them because I just want to turn them off because they suck. Who is even who? Who's a contender right now? When was the last time? Who do they defend them against? I don't even remember. Uh, no, they just did. Like what? Last week? Um, it was a dark order, wasn't it? Didn't they wrestle the dark order for the tag team titles like a week or two oh, ago? Okay, so that was I. I think you're right because that was part of the um yeah. the stipulation. Yeah, yeah, week. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I don't know. I just, I feel like with Kenny Omega, you give him more leeway too because you're like, okay, well here's the story they're clearly telling, and with the yeah. Young Bucks, it's like. They don't know. Nope. They have no clue. Nope. They're just there. Um, yeah, but that no, but that opening match was fun. Um, yeah, obviously a little weird. The ending, a little little weird decision, but I don't know. I mean, they're really just trying to lay into that pay. You know, Page constantly being just a step too short. I guess. I guess they're just keep. Mm-hmm. They're gonna keep building that up to. Uh, of course, when Page inevitably is the first one to kick out of the one winged angel and beat right. Kenny Omega for the title. You know, they're just trying to build that up, I guess, as much as possible. Um, uh, okay. Ricky Starks is amazing. We all know this. <laughs> he's one of our boys. He's one of our NWA boys. And uh, right. he's freaking killing it. He might be the bet. He has to be top five already talkers in the entire company. Has to be. Like, he's incredible. Every time he talks and cuts promos, it, it is just outstanding and and he got to do it again um because they're doing that whole brian cage thing which i'm not really sure what the end goal of that is i mean obviously it's turning cage face but i'm not really sure where both of these go after this story's done i can't really tell (laughs) so we'll see what happens but this has been fun it's been a fun you know kind of infighting with this faction and uh Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed that. And I like Ricky Starks getting to be like the guy now in the faction. Cause you know, that's the whole story is 
mm-hmm. kicking out Brian Cage. So I, I do like that because he's that good. Right. And he, he at some point he will be one of the, you know, the coward heel champions like like because he his character is picked perfect for that yeah. and that type of thing. So I, I loved it. I loved all that stuff. Brian Cage came out, just took out the ba- the marching band, <laughs> which was awesome. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was fun. I enjoyed that segment a lot. Yeah, it's I. It- Team Taz has is so much more interesting now that they're in fighting. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's really smart and weird, like indifferent. Because if you, you know, if you don't know anything about wrestling or the people involved, or maybe if you don't know anything about the people involved, but you're booking this team, you think, oh, okay, well, we've got like the older guy who's the manager in the mouth. We've got one or two like side pieces like Hobbs and uh, Taz's son, whose name escapes me. Hook. He doesn't look anything like Taz. It's very Hook. funny hook what what that's stupid <laughs> that's why i forget that's the dumbest thing i've ever that's heard why life. i don't forget oh man i hate that that's the worst okay well anyway you got them but then you've got you know you've got brian cage who is just the most like stereotypical pro wrestler in the company maybe just for somebody who knows nothing about wrestling you see that guy and you're like oh yeah no that's what a pro wrestler is yeah Yep. And then you've got Ricky Starks and you would think, oh, OK, so Ricky Starks is going to be the one who like is kicked out by the team and has to go fight this monster. No, 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 no. He's he's kicking Brian Cage out. Brian yep. Cage is the is the lone wolf baby face, <laughs> even though I'm pretty I, I, I really want to know how far he could physically throw Ricky Starks because I feel like it's pretty far. <laughs> but I like that. I, I like that dynamic. I like that it's different. And you're like, OK, Ricky Stark, like, let me see how get me to buy into you as a heel as opposed to the human wrecking ball that you're feuding with like that's really fun i like that a lot and mm-hmm. well it works it, 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 the- this is the way the um smaller heel works with the bigger baby face is this is exactly what they're doing basically ganged up you know numbers mm-hmm. game that whole thing like it, it's just it's set up perfectly for that to work and it's such a hard yeah. thing to do you know and that's a difficult thing to do like we were just talking with darby allen because you know how he's so much smaller it's be really tough for him to be a heel and you know i mean obviously starks is not that small i mean he's like an average wrestler size now right um but but obviously with a guy as big as cage how do you get the sympathy and it's like that's how you do it you have him be ganged up on and and that you know you play that game and and they're doing it and it's working and it's great. And I can't wait for them actually let Brian Cage start talking more because he's actually really good on the mic. And they haven't really let him for some reason since he's been here. I'm not really sure why, but uh, but that'll be good for him to be off on his own because he's a huge. I mean, he's a freaking superstar. Um, I mean, he basically ran Impact for years um, like as their <laughs> guy. So, yeah, you know, I feel like that's kind of been lost a little bit. Um since he's been in AEW, they haven't really let him yeah, be that fair. type of guy. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I love this whole thing. I think this is great. This is going to be an awesome, uh, like you know, mid card all out match. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Of, uh, um, the other thing we forgot yeah. to mention. Um. I totally blew by it earlier because I forgot, like an idiot. Um. Mentioned Vicky Guerrero not being with Andrade. It's because it's Chavo Guerrero. It's like thank you. Yes. Sure. Yeah, that'll work. A million times, yes. <laughs> you talk about another guy who can be anything. Like Travo can do anything. He he can be a babyface, heel, he can he nails all of it. So 
mm-hmm. uh, whatever they want to do. That's perfect. You, if the, you, if you have to give them a mouthpiece or whatever, I mean that, that, yeah. that was, uh, you do, perfect. by the way, you do. He's great, but he's not, he needs a mouthpiece of some sort. Yeah. So he's not a solo act yet. So well, <laughs> well done. AEW well done. And, uh, thank you for one of the, your biggest flaws. You then you, you corrected it rather quickly. So good, good job. Good, good for them. Can't wait to see what Chavo does. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, uh, we had the shoot. What, what, what happened after that? Um, oh, uh, the tag team tag team match, uh, pinnacle and, um, inner circle. That was, that was next, which I was kind of surprised that that match kind of happened now. Yeah, that's a weird match to throw on free TV with no, like, there weren't any major stipulations or anything, were there? I, mean, uh, I don't think so. It's just Ortiz and Santana and FTR. Yeah. And uh, they each have they each have a, uh, a manager with them because they Conan has been brought back in, which is perfect for them. Sure. And obviously Tully is fantastic and works great with uh, with FTR. So I, 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 I enjoyed their match. I thought it was good, and they pretty much – you know it, it was pretty straightforward and then you know you have the big the big heel big heel turn you know the big heel mo- moment to to get the win and everything the big cheat cheat to win thing and so yeah i thought it, i thought they did a good job with that it if you're gonna put a match like this there now that's pretty much the best way i thought you it could have been handled yeah, I guess. The, I, the only I, problem, I the only problem was, uh, uh, what's his name got hurt, so that they had to cut the match short. That's the only thing. Oh yeah, of... apparently he got cut pretty bad. Yeah, he, I'll be honest. This this match didn't take up a whole lot of my attention just because, yeah, like I said, neither. I think I was like, wait, why is this? Whatever. Like, I, I kind of zoned out. But yeah, I'm I didn't pay sure as much fine. of attention They're either. But good. It, yeah. So hopefully it's wasn't you know hopefully Wheeler will be all right. But apparently it yeah. was pretty it was pretty rough because his forearm was not stopping bleeding so it was not a, it was not a good injury um right. uh and then we had another uh united states championship match um lance archer defending it for the first time against someone i don't know and i didn't really pay attention so well sorry. it's kind of it's kind of like the miro thing right you're like okay landmark moment beat john moxley for it last week mm-hmm. he's not gonna lose it this week so no. whatever's happening here is just an excuse to further Okay, this guy's His in the Bullet character. Club apparently. Who he wrestles I am a, in the Bullet Club. I am now. a big fan of the line kind of blurring here between Japan and AEW. I'm, oh, a, I'm yeah. a big fan of that. I yeah, like yeah, that yeah. they're fighting for this title here. I like that you've got New Japan wrestlers popping up on video, being like, "Hey, yeah, Tanahashi I that, came. Uh, Tanahashi yeah. popped up, and it's like, oh shoot, yeah. <laughs> yeah I did okay, double. I was like, wait, is that because I, you know, famously." I only watch Japanese wrestling once a year <laughs> right. every January. So I was like, wait a minute. Is that, Oh shoot. Yeah. You're like, all right, here we go. Here we go. So I'm into that. That's yeah, fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I do. I, I like that. The more emphasis now on that kind of cross promote promotion. I like that a lot. And I like I like the whole thing of Moxley being mad that he hasn't been able to wrestle in Japan more. Yeah. Cause he had a, they did a, well, he had a video segment, um, on the show too, where he was basically saying stuff like that. I was like, Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. There's a lot of yeah, irons in the fire there with that. That could turn out real fun. 
Yeah, definitely. And what a great way to, um, you know, to keep him strong and mad after he loses his title. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. go back and pout. He's like, no, 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 no. Hang on. Why haven't I been able to wrestle anybody from Japan? Like he just immediately bites onto something else, mm-hmm. something else intriguing. Like I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. So I was the match itself didn't you know didn't sweat too much about but i like all of the implications of it and what it looks like we're doing in the future yep uh there was a couple other segments we had malachi black attacking cody rhodes um which is always obviously that's going to be great um and that that's happening this week right that's happening on wednesday their match oh is it shoot okay can i nitpick this just a tiny bit I, i dig it i like what cody's doing i like what malachi black's doing just call him Tommy End. Like, what are we doing? That's, that's well, I don't know why we're we're half-assing it and keeping half of his WWE name. I don't understand that. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I mean, they're that, doing it. They're they're playing into the like separate personality thing. So, so I guess it's like split, right? That's yeah. why he's got like that one weird eye because he's like stuck in the. Well, middle. also that was uh. an injury apparently that he had had in NXT. Mm. So he's playing that up still. Like mm. he's he's uh. continuing. Okay. some of that well, um but yeah because apparently his that was the way excalibur was framing it with his debut um, that was terrible by yes, the way it was, like it was it cool was. to see it was, him it was really poorly was, done so i'm not really sure worst pieces of announcing in this company <laughs> well it honestly sounded like they just didn't let anyone know and so yeah. you're like well come on guys like someone's got to be on that uh yeah, that was weird. But um, so yeah, I don't know. What how, if CM I don't know where Punk going, debuts but... and has a different name? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would, that would be hilarious. Be really funny. He comes out in a I mask. Know what you call he, com- he comes out in a mask. He's he's like Mister America or Curry Man or something like that. <laughs> Curry Man. Yeah, apparently you, you don't remember that. This is neither. You don't no. remember Curry Man? Christopher Daniels' uh, TNA character? Uh, he wore a mask and an uh, outfit and like, no. you spoke in an accent. Yeah, it was great. Yikes. They could – wow, no. We need to do an episode on that. That oh, sounds that hilarious. amazing. H- him and Shark Boy had a great feud. Was, that sounds amazing. It was amazing. hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I don't – we're really off the track yeah, here. Yeah. I don't know how I know this, but I, read, I went down a Wikipedia wormhole one time, and apparently there was like – I don't think it was a Mexican promotion, but it was in like Arizona or Southern California or somewhere like near the Mexican border. Like it was this weird zany little indie fed Mm -hmm. that had a wrestler named CP monk. That was like a chipmunk mascot (laughs) with a cape that would do like the Pepsi plunge, like the elbow drop and stuff like that would do all of CM Punk's moves (laughs) for like a few weeks. And then they got hit with a cease and desist and had to stop. (laughs) But that's the fruit, the that CP awesome. monk. That's what. That's good. Thinking. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that's another thing that I'm hoping happens now. Just some bafflingly similar, like almost his name, but not quite. Anyway, okay. Malachi Black Cody. It's going to be a good feud. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for fun. it. It's fun. Uh, Miro is wrestling poor Lee Johnson next week for the. TNT title and it's going to be Miro is so good dude it's going to be so good every single you know how like this is a very niche reference but you'll get it maybe our audience will too you know how like there was a period of time after Talladega Nights came out where every like cool pastor on the planet had to talk about his smoking hot wife to the point where it just got <laughs> like really overdone no I do not well, remember complete... that happening oh, okay. that I 
Then maybe that was just the circles that I kind of traveled in. There's a lot, of, you know, we did Christian high school. There was a lot of different guest preachers that came by, and sure, it just sure. kind of it became a thing. You kind of like maybe it did. Maybe I just didn't re- realize that it was happening. So. Well, in, either way, what Miro's doing is the exact opposite because every promo he talks about like his hot wife or his like he talks about how God has blessed him with like an, an urge for violence and a double jointed wife. Yep, I think it's what he said. <laughs> yeah, that was the line. <laughs> Every single, every single one thing week, he says. One week it was, uh, it was about, um, yeah, he said, oh, shoot, I forgot what he said about him, but yeah, he had blessed him for this and for a flexible wife. That was one of the yes. other things that he said. Which Literally, was he is. I mean, this is the highest possible compliment. He has captured that cokehead energy that like the best wrestling promos in the eighties have. Every time you look at him, every time he opens his mouth, you're like, this man is insane. Get away from him. Do not be near him at all Mm -hmm. because he will break your arm and then like kiss it afterwards. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's a psychopath. (laughs) I love it so much. He is one of my favorite things in wrestling right now. Yeah, it's great. It is a lot of fun. Uh, And I hope I think they know not to do this. I think they have a good handle on what works and what doesn't. I hope Lana never shows up because we all know. We're like, oh, yeah, that's he's talking about Lana, but she doesn't mm-hmm. have to be on screen. He's he's more than fine as a solo act. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. He's going to kill. Who is he fighting next week? Lee, doesn't poor, matter. Lee Johnson. Poor guy is you, you. You talk about wanting to know how far Brian Cage could throw Ricky Stark. <laughs> I, I want to know how far Miro is going to throw Lee Johnson next week because I'm I'm here for it. I can't wait. I think mm-hmm. he can clear. I think he could clear three rows. I think so. Definitely. I think so. Uh, all right. Next match was uh, six man with um, Jurassic Express and uh, Christian Cage versus um, the Matt Hardy and uh, Mark Quinn and the other guy. Forgot what his name was. Um, I, whatever. The other the other one of Private the, Party. But um, the Matt Hardy family um, is kind of like a. QT Marshall situation. Oh, and and, uh, be- and 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 Helico. That was the other one because Matt Hardy didn't wrestle. Okay. He was just uh, he was at ringside for that. But yeah, I yeah. tell you, Mark Matt Hardy could be trotting out like four different people every week, and I don't think I would catch on. I just I don't. He kind of is. Nothing <laughs> they've done is registered. Just now, and Helico's part of it, and the Blade is part of it, and yeah, there's a, sure they're they're uh apparently that's the feud. It's um Christian Cage and the Blade. That's what they're that that's kind of they've been feuding with this which is interesting the cool. blade more power to him yeah the, they need to let the blade like do more because he's great he's a great wrestler and you know he's got he, he's got a level of charisma but like they don't really let him talk or like kind of have a personality really so i don't really know what they're doing with that but eh, it'll be a fun match anyway so we'll see what yeah. happens but and i kind of like christian cage being with uh jurassic express because it gets stupid marco stunt out of there and I'm big fan, big fan of that. I like that dynamic. I didn't think about that. I mean, I like I like his shared history that he has with the Jungle Boy now after the um, Casino Royale match. Mm-hmm. I feel like at some point you can have Christian Cage turn on him, and that's oh, going to be a sure. banger of oh, a feud. Sure. That's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. great. Oh, Christian Cage ain't staying face for very long. There's no way he never could. <laughs> the only time he was really much of a baby face was after Edge retired. Right. That was kind of his. Uh, that was his big time baby face moment. But um. Right. Uh, yeah, the match itself I felt like was shockingly short. I mean, I had yeah, enough time short. to be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we're doing this and we're moving on," but that's fine because 
I, I don't know. The TV for me is about furthering the storyline anyway. So if there's no big stipulation yeah. for a match, that's that's fine. I had no problem with that. Yeah, I'm just ready for this. The the feud. I mean, I just I'm ready for Matt Hardy and Christian Cage that to be done because it's just I don't know. It it just isn't doing anything for me for some reason. Just not that into it. But anyway, uh, Thunder Rosa got to wrestle her first match as an official member yeah. of AEW. Um, so that was good. Obviously, she won. So good for her. She's the number one ranked. Uh, I think she's number one. She's the number one ranked women's wrestler, I'm pretty sure. And so uh, we need it. We need it. We need uh, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker again, this time for the title. Please, let's mm-hmm. do it immediately. Do it right now. Like my own, The only reason I'd rather they don't do that is because I don't think they'll take it off her that soon, and I want Thunder Rosa to hold the title. But there's yeah, this funny too, thing in wrestling. Yeah. But like, it's just it's, – it's such the perfect choice, one. And two – I don't want to see her fight Nyla Rose again. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like they just yep. don't have that much depth yet. So True. I don't, you know, I mean, they could feud for like a couple months and maybe by then somebody else is, you know, sort of stood out from the crowd. But yeah, there's a funny thing in pro. What wrestling happened with Jade? Where... Did she just is gone? Like she just, she's not done anything since that Shaq thing. Like she's had like a couple segments and then like nothing. I mean, I think what's happening in real life is that they're like, we're going to put her on a lot of dark matches, like on on the show dark, which Mm. are functionally dark matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's just getting reps until they have something for her. And, you know, they're not going to put the title on her while she's still this green. I mean, why did they hype her up so much? That's why I'm so confused because they hyped her up huge. And then now Mm -hmm. she's just gone. And it's like. Yeah, okay, like that's weird. I mean, like, she's fine. Like, I, I've never watched a wrestler and been like, oh, like, she needs, like, you yeah. know, you remember when yeah. Britt Baker no, first came in and we were all like, e, like, she's not ready yet. Like, that, I've never gotten that vibe from her. I mean, yeah, you you know, she's definitely not as polished maybe, but I've never gotten that vibe. So, I, it, the whole thing just seems weird to me. It's like, I feel like there's got to be something else going on. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's also possible that just, you know, lost focus. and Yeah, maybe. I mean, this is you see this in WWE too. Like, they can only book one women's feud at a time, yeah, maybe yeah. two. So they're like, all right, we got Britt Baker calling out Nyla Rose and fighting Vicky Guerrero for some reason. Uh, we got Thunder Rosa coming back, and we're good. And yeah. they just don't think about anybody else. I mean, that's very possible. But yeah, it is. Um, she'll be around. I don't know. She'll be she'll be fine whenever that happens. Maybe that'll be. But see, you don't want to you don't want to put her in the title feud now because she's she's also not going to win. So. Mm-hmm. You want to give her something else? I don't know. All right, can we can we talk about the main event, please? Yes. This is one of the best matches I've seen in AEW. Period. It was phenomenal. It was great. It was amazing. And the guy on Bleacher Report hated it, so he can suck it because he's an idiot. <laughs> and um, I I don't even know how I can give this enough praise for how good of a match this was. The, the, okay, this is this is the highest praise I think I can give a wrestling match. I knew when it was going home, and I was really sad. Like, I was like, mm. this 100% could be 10 minutes longer, easily, and I wish it was. And that does not happen much with wrestling. It's usually the other way around. Usually matches mm-hmm. will go a little bit too long. This one was done so well, it was paced so well. 
the storytelling was done so well that I wish it, I, I felt the ending was kind of, you know, they kind of had to, you know, time was up and they had to, they had to end it mm-hmm. and it, it, it could have gone on longer. I, I could have watched that longer. Those two put on a show that, that is one of the best, like, I guess you could say death match, death matches that I've ever seen. They towed the line perfectly. This was on national mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. These matches don't happen on national TV. And obviously it was not death match, death match. And I don't like death match, death match. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a fan of those. I do like uh, professional big time wrestling companies versions of death matches. I do enjoy those. <laughs> and that's what this was. But even more so and done to perfection. This Jericho. Good Lord. The dude's 50 whatever years old and a wrestling god. And he's like, yeah, I'll go out there and get the absolute crap kicked out of me by this crazy man for 20 minutes sure props to jericho for taking that type of punishment i mean good lord oh yeah i mean and the nick gage is just i mean that's just you know that's his thing he's got it down pat i mean there's no one better at the this type of matches than nick gage he just he knows it he knows how to work the crowd i mean he's just he's a great wrestler he's truly just a great great performer and a great wrestler and, uh, man, yeah, I don't even know how to break this down. I loved every part of this match, Harris, like everything. I thought it was yeah, amazing. Dude, I I loved it too. And I, I was late to watching dynamite two weeks ago mm-hmm. when they announced, Oh wow. Nick Gage is here. He's fighting Nick Gage next week. So I knew that was already coming, but I just, I, so I knew that was coming, but I didn't see it happen live. But even at the time, like reading it on Twitter, I was just like, Oh, I, I love that. I yeah. think that's absolutely perfect. Kind of like you said, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch like deathmatch, deathmatch mm-hmm. wrestling. Nope. But this is the perfect use for it in that it's this combination of as as legit as it gets hardcore deathmatch wrestling and the production and stage of a major American promotion, yeah. including, you know, one of the greatest to ever do it in Chris Jericho. And I, that, that blend of classic wrestling, classic sports entertainment and deathmatch wrestling is what made this so appealing yep. for me. Yep. 100%. I love because here's and here's the thing, like e- even if they did all the same spots, it doesn't work if it's just. I don't even know, like it wouldn't it wouldn't be Moxley, but if it was just somebody else on the roster and he was like, oh, you're in a no rules fight with this guy, like it wouldn't have worked. Mm-mm. The fact nope. that it's Nick Gage coming in in a spot he's never been in and goodness knows when, if he'll ever get again, it was yeah. completely mercenary. It was completely like, they, what do they call and that it? The setup was perfect. That, that was but, perfect with MJF being like, yeah, I found the craziest guy and paid him a bunch of money to come out here and beat up Chris Jericho. Yeah. Like it was perfect. Exactly. And you know, you know, it, it works without making Nick Gage an overt heel. Cause he just wants to come do this to somebody anyway. And, like, Cause it's his care. Like it's perfect. Like I just said, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. It was the perfect scenario. Nick Gage is the perfect person for this. Like that is his personality. That whole, Oh, I get to, I get to mutilate this. Uh, one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Yes. Yeah. Like it just, it just works. Everything worked. It was brilliant. Oh. Whoever came up with this, mm-hmm. whoever booked it, whoever produced it, props all around it's one of the best things i've seen from AEW ever like it yeah. was that it was that good and the stories i so i'm but gonna it, I, yep yeah yeah you know go go ahead i yeah sorry just i i would disagree a little bit i liked it not with anything you've said but like with what you said about the match itself 
I liked the kind of abruptness of the finish because to me, and I think they, they followed up on this well in the aftermath, even if this wasn't their intention in this match. But to me, the tension in this match is like, all right, Jericho is out of his element. Mm-hmm. He's not going to out death match the king of the death matches. He's got to find a way to put this guy away because like, you know, we're talking in kayfabe here or whatever, yeah, yeah. but like if they had a strictly like ordinary wrestling match, Jericho would beat him and probably wouldn't sweat too much doing it. It's the fact that it's a no rules match and he's becoming the new face of Domino's with that pizza cutter that is giving Jericho <laughs> okay, so much Can we much please trouble. talk about how the commercial for Domino's okay. is on at the Let exact me... same time as the pizza cutter there's, spot? There's... Dude, this is how you know you had a great, like, legit death match because your sponsors are mad. That <laughs> yep, was awesome. Yep. Yes, it was. And AEW Here's is the, the perfect thing. company, unlike WWE. Mm. Well, WWE used to be this company, and then once they were right. public, then they weren't anymore. Right. But, you know, Attitude Era WWE was that. Like, they they were that. They they didn't give a crap. They were just like, whatever, we're going to do this, and we don't care. And AEW is yeah. in, that, in that element right now, kind of. And I, it's great. It's, it's awesome. And, and the spokespeople came out and we were like, that was just an unfortunate coincidence. But I was like, somebody had to choose that, right? Some, no, like, that was intentional and it was brilliant. That might like, it, I'm sure it wasn't like the officials at the company that did that, but somebody was like, Hey, all right, is it time? All right, we're doing this one. Like that definitely <laughs> happened, but it was amazing. And everyone loved it. Nobody has a problem with that. Nobody's no. never eating at Domino's again. Cause no. they think they were associated with that. No, we're, but eating, anyway, we're not eating so, at Domino's again. Cause it makes your stomach hurt afterwards. It's right. Different. That's what somebody. So I was listening to the, uh, to the cultaholic podcast this week and they were like, Domino's is offended by the, pizza cutter spot in the match and one of the guys said domino should be offended by their pizza <laughs> domino <laughs> should shut up but okay no so anyway yes that was beautiful and great and legendary bringing it all back the, the, it was the fact that he was getting his head cut open with a pizza cutter that had jericho out of his element right mm-hmm. so the fact that he could end the match fairly quickly once he found a way to hit the judas effect that made sense sure. to me. Like, and I get, you know, you could, like, it could have continued to go, but I kind of liked, I, I liked the abruptness of it because it felt like the whole story was like Jericho is struggling to keep his head above water. And then once he surfaces, he can put this guy away. Yeah. Like, he had to dig really deep to do it. But I thought that highlighted, like, the difference in their styles. And all it made them both look good at, yeah. like, what they do, but also really put Jericho over in a good way because it's like once he, he gets the upper hand. Like again, in kayfabe, he's the better wrestler. Yeah. Wrestler. So he can put this guy away. I liked that a lot. And then I love that immediately after that, again, oh, whether yeah, they meant I want to do get this or not, for sure. MJF was like, okay, great. The next match you're in, you can't just do what you do really well. You have to do what the other guy does really well. You mm-hmm. have to hit it with a move off the top rope to win the match mm-hmm. in order to pass. I love that. I love these little video game challenges. I love everything about it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm excited to see what he does next, but I like that that like they told a very clear story where like Jericho again, quote unquote out wrestles this guy beats him with a wrestling move. And MJF is immediately like, no, 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 no. Can't do that. Can't do that. Like he's, he's moving the finish line each week. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, um, going back to the match, I want to talk about the pane of glass spot because I don't <laughs> know if that was thought about by anyone beforehand because they did that like less than halfway through the match. 
And then for the rest of the match, they're now having a bump on shards of broken glass because that thing covered the entire ring. I I remember watching. I saw that and I was like, maybe they should have saved that spot for later because every time they're bumping, they're coming up with more cuts all over them. It's just like, hey, thank goodness they gave poor Aubrey Edwards some gloves. I was like, it's about time they gave refs some gloves so they're not having to like, because in the past... Charles Robinson's coming out there and he's like counting three, like in the thumbtacks. And you're like, ah, like help mm. the refs. So I, I did like that. That was, that was funny. But, but yeah, I, I just was like, yeah, that might've, maybe they should have waited a little bit longer on that, that spot. But all that I feel stuff like was that... great. I mean, he's stabbing his head with the light tubes, which we all know how dangerous that is. Cause <laughs> David Arquette almost got killed. With the I, same okay. Thing. So as, I, I tweeted this a little bit too late, but as the match kept going and Gage kept having the upper hand, like right before Jericho kind of didn't steal it, but like got the momentum back and won. I was legitimately thinking like the longer Gage beat on him, I was like, is there a chance they do a David Arquette run in to like beat up <laughs> Nick Gage? Cause there's no rules. And that's how Jericho steals a win. Like that seems like the kind of thing that is like indie enough that they would do. Cause everyone watching yeah. would get it immediately yeah that would have been awesome i mean but as soon as i as soon as i had that thought and like formed it and put it in a tweet then jericho got the win i was ah. like okay i get that but oh man it's hard not to be disappointed when you're half expecting candy man to start playing or something mm-hmm. oh that would have been amazing would have been amazing <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah no that was it was it was great they 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 threw in the the green mist that was kind of weird jericho doing the i like that was, a lot was interesting but uh but that yeah. was fun and um yeah and 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 i like how they waited was that the end was the first time jericho used the light tubes on nick gage wasn't it i think it was i don't think he yeah, ever think got so. any of those in the whole match until the very end there um, I think you're right. So that was good. Like I said, this match was so the story told was so good. Like it wasn't just mm-hmm. death match, but it, like it was a really well thought out and structured match that served the narrative perfectly, made both mm-hmm. guys look great and it made the and made the whole this whole feud perfect as well. Like it was uh it was great. I could talk about that forever. But uh yeah, so afterwards came out Juventu Guerrera is going to be the next one, which is so funny because it's literally based on a joke from like two years ago. Yep. Which <laughs> when MJF was like, who's hooven to Guerrera uh, to Jericho, like back at the beginning of AEW. And uh, uh, that was awesome. So I love thinking that MJF was so offended and so mad about that, that he's been waiting this whole time to get revenge mm-hmm. by using Juventu Guerrera against him. Like, I just love that idea that he's been waiting this long because he was so offended by being showed up two years ago. I think that's oh, perfect. Definitely. And the only definitely. thing that's weird is, again, Juventu Guerrera was mostly a babyface in his career. Mm-hmm. And he's the big, you know, star coming back. That's going to be a little weird. And the other thing I'm a little disappointed is the wrong word but nick gage should have been later on because like after Mm -hmm. that going to this it doesn't seem like that big of a deal as far as like danger wise you know as far as like mjf trying to like get rid of jericho how do you go from that to just like a regular match again 
So yeah. it's like maybe they some of that could have been flipped, but maybe scheduling or whatever. I, who knows what the reason was, but I feel like that might have set the bar <laughs> a little bit too high for, for the remaining labors. If there's anything to like complain about, it was almost too good for the rest of them, yeah. maybe. So, but well, we'll see. I'm thing, super like, excited to see Juventud Guerrero again. Obviously, as a WCW person, Hoovy Juice is uh, awesome. <laughs> I, 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 they already put up the picture of him masked, but I would have loved if he came out doing his Juice character, where he was just impersonating The Rock for like a year, which was awesome. He was called the Juice and just doing all the Rock's things, and it was it was fantastic. So, kind of like what Shark Boy did with Stone Cold and TNA, which was awesome too. Not quite that o- that over the top, but he was doing that. So I would have loved to see him do his Hoovy Juice character, but it doesn't look like we're going to get that. It looks like we're going to get the traditional masked Hoovy. But anyway, either way, I'm excited about it because Juventud Guerrero is definitely one of the more underrated uh, WCW stars for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I don't know as much about him as you do, clearly. I think you are kind of right in that the sense of danger, like even the first one when he was like, you're going to fight Sean Spears. Sean Spears is allowed to use a chair and you're not. You're like, yeah. whoa, that's going to be really hard. Sure. And then a death match with Nick Gage. And then like. Now okay, you have well, to sure, you have like, to hit a top rope move. And that's the stipulation. You're like, well, I think we missed an order here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it would be funny if the, like it just it gets worse each time. Like you've got to beat Marco Stunt in a two out of three falls match. He's like, well, OK. <laughs> Like, that's the last one. He's like, I really ran out of inventory here, Chris. Like, I, I got to be honest with you. I overshot a little bit with the Nick Gage thing. I can't think of anyone I, else. I blew the I budget know. on Nick yep. Gage, so we're, we're going to have to cut back a little bit. For I, I blew the budget on Nick Gage and then bringing in Juventud Guerrera. So, right. sorry, you're re- sorry, Marco, but you're going to have to take one for the team here. <laughs> going to fight Marco Stunt in a six out of seven falls match. It's just going to wear you down. You're going to get tired of beating this guy up. That's in a, But you have to fight in a closet. <laughs> so the advantage could potentially be the other way around. But I would love to see a behind the gorilla style labors of Jericho where it's like lower down on the card, but it's like each week a wrestler has to reenact one of the matches we've discussed on this show. So you've got to win a Viagra on a pole match and a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. You got to spin the wheel, make the deal like all this crazy stuff week after week after week. And the wrestlers like, these are all terrible. None of this makes any sense. And you're like, no, 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 no. You got to do it. I would love it. It'd be amazing. Oh man. Oh, uh, speaking of death matches, um, apparently, did you see anything from Matt Cardona's match? Apparently that was all, that was all over Twitter, but I didn't see it, but I apparently that, he, that was like incredible. I saw that he won and got a ton of heat cause he's freaking Zack Ryder who just right. came in and won a death which match is and everybody awesome. hated him, which is yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that was definitely what they wanted to happen. Oh yeah. But I, I didn't see any specifics and I don't yeah, know any either. more about it other yeah, than that either. that happened. Good for him. I'm glad he's, yeah. I'm glad he's got stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, uh, well, that's pretty much it for AEW. We talked about that for a cool. long freaking time. Yeah, we did. All right. So Here's is it time Mark. for our uh, segment? Is it time Bring for it a back. segment? Let's do it. Let's it's do it. time for What's Up with David Arquette. Now, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've gotten to do an official What's Up with David Arquette uh, segment. But um, David Arquette was on TV recently, last uh, last week. 
and he was on a game show. Celebrity Family Feud. But not mm. only was David Arquette on this show, his team was basically all of his wrestling friends, which was awesome. Heck yeah. <laughs> it was and it was the perfect it was the perfect grouping of of, of uh, people too because it was David Arquette RJ City, obviously. Pretty Peter Avalon, obviously. And then Dalton Castle and Jungle Boy. Like, just perfect. Perfect. Oh, it was awesome. I, I loved I loved it. I loved watching it. And they went against Pee Wee Herman's team, which made it even better. Because I was like, oh, yes. If it couldn't get any better than David Arquette on Family Feud, it's Pee Wee Herman being the other, uh, the other team. And, uh... Really... Took it to them too. They won. Oh, they beat the and crap out, was out of them. It was a bit of a squash match, to be honest. It was, and and, and it was it, they were looking rough in a couple of those games, and then 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 they turned it up and then pulled it out in the end. They kicked out at two and came right back a couple of times. Some of those Family Feud is a funny game show because it's the dumbest game show because it's just word association. But occasionally you get things that are like just genuinely like all of the participants are baffled. Yep just as much as you are at home. So there was one, like, we're not going to break this whole thing down move by move. Cause we've been talking for a long time and I need to go to bed soon. Yeah. But there was one where it was like, we asked a hundred people. The woman says that my husband likes to play a game where he's a dog and I'm the blank. And there were like eight answers. It was weird. And the first option was obviously cat. And then it was literally I was just so like a series of I was cuts. surprised. Like, I thought the number one would be Master. And no, and that wasn't even on there. That was the only thing oh, wow, I that even thought even of. to me. That was the only one but, I thought of as soon as it funny. came out. And I was like, yeah. oh, that, that'll have to be the number one. And, and it wasn't even on the board. I was like, this game is stupid. But it just kept cutting to, like, various members of David Arquette and his wrestling friends. And they were all like, <laughs> what? What on earth? No, my fa- I didn't know either, but... My favorite one was uh, Part of Your Body That Makes Bubbles. That was fantastic. That was a that was great... Weird. That was a great question because there's, like, a couple obvious ones. And then after that, <laughs> yeah. you're just scraping you're stuff. Like, what? And, it's, and just David Arquette is just such a naturally awkward... Mm-hmm. an excitable person because obviously if anyone knows David Arquette, they, I mean, he, he struggled with anxiety his whole life. So that's part of, you know, that's just part of his character. And so it's just so fun watching him interact with these. Cause he's just like this giddy, like hyper energetic, awkward guy. Who's just the best. And it's just, it's awesome. And it's so entertaining. And I love whenever David Arquette's just David Arquette and not acting David mm-hmm. Arquette. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, like in a movie or whatever, because it's just his yeah. personality is just so fun and so unique that yeah. I, I enjoy watching it. So in that setting was great. It, it was great exposure, obviously, for, for the, you know, for those other guys, um, especially someone like an RJ City who's not on a big wrestling mm-hmm. platform. Um, oh, well, I mean, he he gets to do stuff with WWE Network. That's kind of his big thing right now with that. Uh, yeah, that show that he does. So that I mean, that's that's good. But. You know, the other guys at least are on, you know, are in AEW or Dalton Castle, Castle has had, you know, he had a big time all, you know, match it all in, you know, so right. they're at a little bit of a different level, but especially someone like RJ City, it was just fun getting to see, just getting to see him in that type of uh, environment, I guess. 
Yeah. And, it's also uh, really fun to see Steve Harvey interact with professional wrestlers yes, yes, and like not quite know how to deal with them. But, but also like not, he's, he's interacting with like the weird group of professional wrestlers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it's not the rock. No, it's this pretty is Dalton, Peter Avalon and Dalton castle, you yeah. know, the peacock and RJ city who is one of the most unique wrestlers ever. Um, mm-hmm. And then David Arquette and then jungle boy. And, and Jungle, Jungle Boy Boy's was the, the only most normal, normal one. <laughs> I was about to say Jungle Boy was the only normal person on that because team. He like grew if you're watching up in that, that's true. Like he, that's true. You know, he's the that. only one that's familiar with that whole thing. Obviously, other than David Arquette, um, you know, because with his dad and everything, I'm sure his dad did plenty of stuff like this over the oh, years. Yeah. So, yeah, he seemed right at home. He seemed perfectly normal throughout the whole thing. But that was just. It was great, and then David Arquette and RJ City just slaughtering that. Uh, whatever the in that in the, game is yeah, called. Yeah, fast money or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, whatever it is. They just, you know, just they ran the table on that thing. Like they That was impressive. Well, what can you say? They're a good team. They, they are. Got, they they got are a, a good team even though, you know, even though RJ City is kind of a dick to David Arquette, <laughs> you know, they they make a good team. There's a reason why they well, tag for the, so long. I was going to say all the best teams are like that, you know? That's I yeah. don't think that's true, but Sure. <laughs> I meant like the most entertaining. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Not like the kayfabe, like the revival or not. Right, right. one another all the time. Oh, man. But it was great. If you yeah. guys haven't watched it, a bunch of the clips are on uh, are on YouTube. So go and so go watch the clips from David Arquette and team on uh, Celebrity Family Feud because it was fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Quality TV. All right. I think that's it, Harris. You got anything else? Oh man, no, I think I'm I think I'm good. I think we've rambled long enough. Uh oh, here's the other thing that would be very funny is if they tease uh all the stuff in Chicago and then David Arquette comes out and becomes once again the most hated man in pro wrestling. That yes. would also be pretty great. Except for we us. Would, like exactly the the <laughs> two of us would lose our minds and everyone else would be like, This is the worst like, thing. Like I'm pretty sure happened. the only person either of us would rather have than CM Punk coming out is David Arquette. Here's the thing. I love David Arquette. I would rather see CM Punk because I've you seen say that, David but you Arquette. lie. Yeah. Look, I would I would mark out pretty hard in both directions, but like, this is the guy for me, man. Like, I've never seen CM Punk wrestle a match true. in my yeah, life. I've never seen him do anything live in my entire life. He's responsible for some of my favorite things I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah. And I I missed him by like two months, and I've never seen him do anything, and I mm-hmm. really kind of thought I never would. So. Yeah, that's I don't know. fair. That being said, that's I've kind never of the seen way David Arquette. That's kind of I've the never way seen David Arquette wrestle live either. So, hey. Oh yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, that was kind of the way I was when Goldberg first came back in 2016 with Survivor Series because oh, dear. I missed. Like I'm, I mean, I was around when Goldberg wrestled, so I saw him wrestle, but I was still like really little. And then he stopped mm-hmm. like in 2002 or three. Like, kind of before I really started watching live wrestling. Like, because I didn't right. watch WWE live for a long time. And so, that was... Even though I'd seen it before, it was kind of the first time since I was, like, more aware, I guess. So, that was that, that was the only thing I can think of that was comparable that I've gotten to... Mm-hmm. gotten to experience was was getting to see that and then and then seeing him squash brock is still one of my top three all-time favorite wrestling memories ever like that was the yeah. greatest thing ever and now it's like <sighs> now i finally got to the point where i'm like i don't care anymore you've done it wwe you have ruined one of my favorite wrestlers of all time 
and you suck. You, you've done it twice. You did it with Sting and Goldberg. Screw you. Yeah. Anyway, on that positive note, follow us on Twitter, yep. at Behind underscore Gorilla, and Instagram, where I re really only just post David Arquette stories. Um, also, at Behind underscore Gorilla. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. Let's go ahead and do that. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're back. So, woo! And woo. who knows if we'll have the show next week. We might, we might not. You never know. That's the greatest part about our show. It's unpredictable. Keep you on the edge of your seat. All three of you. Um, all right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.